This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless this is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 708. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 708. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. It's the first Monday of December. I'm having to like slowly say this because I'm thinking through, is it the first Monday of December? Yes, it is. So it's the first Monday of December as you are listening to this. And it is also just the thick of the holiday season. Isn't it funny how quickly we transition from like not holidays to holidays and kind of regardless of what you celebrate, it just, it gets real fast and intense all at once. So If you're listening in live time, I hope that you had a fabulous Thanksgiving. I hope that you're feeling some of the joy, the magic, and the spark that this season carries. And then I hope that you are preparing for whatever the holidays mean for you. So I should back up and say not everyone celebrates Thanksgiving. And a lot of people celebrate Thanksgiving differently than they used to as we've learned to be more conscientious about what that holiday means and the history and the really the true story around that holiday. And then as we look into the December holidays, there's just a huge, huge variety of holidays that are celebrated across the month and into the new year. And so that can look really different from one person to the next. And I want to just honor that it can look so different from one person to the next. And so I'm going to be 
kind of talking about the season being really chaotic, knowing that most of the people listening are going to be celebrating Christmas or Hanukkah, which fall right in the same time frame this year. But I also know that regardless of when and how you celebrate, this season is just really busy and chaotic. Because on top of whatever holiday celebrations you have, it's the end of a year and there's a lot wrapped up in that. And then it's preparing for a new year and there's like no school for multiple weeks. And it's just, it's a lot. There's just so many layers. Every year, I do an episode around the holidays, about the holidays, about kind of navigating this season. And every year, it's interesting because I look back at my notes from past years and think like, oh, am I just going to repeat the same thing? And I never am because we're always in a different place from the year before, whether that is as a society and a culture and based on what happened in terms of history and the world over the course of the last year. And then we're always in different seasons, depending on who we are as people growing and evolving as women and as moms and as leaders and as all the different identities that we carry. And then we're in a different place parenting. So a year ago, I was parenting a nine-year-old and now I'm parenting a 10-year-old and that's really different. Like it's kind of amazing <laughs> and wild and weird how different that is. And so every year when we go into this time, it looks different than the year before. And so it's always a little bit of a different conversation. Now that said, there are some themes that I carry over from year to year because I think they're really important. One of the things that happened a number of years ago that I realized as a new mom was that the holidays were no longer like resting and relaxing. And so, of course, growing up, like I remember getting up on Christmas morning, opening presents, and then like taking a nap while my mom made Christmas dinner. <laughs> and like, it wasn't about me needing to do anything. It was just like, how can I this day be all about like me? I'm going to open some gifts and then like take a nap and eat some food that someone else made. And it was really about just taking care of myself. When I got older as an adult, even when I helped out with things, I remember being at either my in-laws or with my own family. And there was still like this downtime kind of like, well, even if I'm helping prepare a meal, there's time to like watch a movie or watch sports on TV or whatever. Like it's just downtime and chill. And then a child entered the picture and zero chill, zero chill. And so what I noticed happening is that while there was all this like kind of fun and frenetic energy around a holiday and seeing it through my child's eyes and having family around and extended family around, there was like no downtime. Like mama is not taking a nap on any given holiday anymore. And I think it was last year for the first time, if I'm remembering correctly, some of my in-laws were staying with us, some, some of the members of my husband's family who I adore and love and never get sick of. And I remember going upstairs, we were at our house and I remember like they were all watching football. I don't care about watching football. And I was like, I'm just going to go upstairs and get in bed and watch my own show. And it was this huge aha, like, oh, wait, it's okay to like leave everyone else and go lay down and do whatever you want just for you for a little while. And it was so lovely. And it had just never occurred to me to do that. First of all, I felt like I needed to always be with everyone. Like that was the quote unquote, like right thing to do or like the good thing to do. And then I also felt like I needed to be like either taking watching this child, taking care of the child, being of service to my family or being like socializing and communicating with them because we don't get to see them as often. And this realization that like, it's okay to step away and it's okay to do something just for you. And you don't need to ask anyone's permission was a really big aha for me. And so I share that with you in case you are looking for an invitation to do the same. And so as we talk through things today, I want to create three or four invitations for you. So as you are navigating the holidays, I want to invite you to prioritize your joy over other people's expectations. I'm going to say that one again, because I think that can be a hard one to sink in. Prioritize your joy over other people's expectations. 
So sometimes that means saying like, hey, I'm not going to do that thing. Hey, we're going to order a dinner instead of me making dinner. Hey, we're not driving to four different houses on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. We're staying at home. And if you want to see us, you can come to us. So prioritizing your joy over other people's expectations is a big one. My second invitation to you is to do things differently. Just because you've always done something a certain way doesn't mean that you have to keep doing them that way. Whether maybe they're not working for you anymore, maybe they're not working for your family. Sometimes we just blindly do things because they've always been done that way or we're carrying on someone else's traditions and we don't even realize that we don't enjoy the thing. Or we feel this like deep sense of commitment to do something that we actively don't enjoy, that we maybe strongly dislike and don't want to do. And so I'm going to invite you to do things differently and give yourself permission to be a little creative around that and also give yourself permission to let you yourself off the hook. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listener can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily, it's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things 
things on Understood Explained. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. My third invitation for you is to do less and breathe more. How can you do less and breathe more? I actually loved multiple people on Thanksgiving Day, shared and posted in different communities that I'm in, having Thanksgiving meal prepared by a restaurant or a grocery store and just like picking it up and serving it. Do less, breathe more. So maybe you love doing the cooking. Great, go do that. Maybe you love doing other things instead of cooking. Do that. So you can choose what you want to do less of and give yourself a little bit of space to breathe more. One of the things I'm doing this holiday season to do less and breathe more. So over the last few years, I've gotten really good at setting better boundaries around my time and really taking the full two weeks off at the end of the year. And this is something that took some time for me to navigate because when I owned my gym, my fitness business, I had to hustle during those last two weeks of the year. It was like my biggest season. I was closing out my books for the year. So I was making sure that like all accounts were paid. And then we were launching and pre-selling a ton of memberships for the new year. And it was like major, major hustle mode. It was my most profitable two weeks of the year. And so I had to be very on during that time for a long time, like 15 years. So to be in a different business and to not have to do that took some like retraining of my brain. Luckily, I had a child (laughs) that made it pretty easy to be distracted and pretty easy to start prioritizing things in a different way. So I've gotten really good at taking those two weeks off and recognizing like these are not times that I'm going to be working. That said, I do a decent amount of hustle in the first two weeks of December so that I can take that time off. And here's where I made a mistake last year. And this is what I'm doing this year in order to do less and breathe more. Last year, because I was taking this full two weeks off at the end of the year, I crammed a whole bunch of things at the beginning of December. And then things that didn't fit there, I put them all in that first week of January. And let me tell you, that first week of January, it was a hot freaking mess. (laughs) It was a disaster. And I remember going into that week just being like, holy cow, how am I going to do all these things? How am I going to like meet deadlines and get on all these calls? And it was just like so many things that I had pushed out thinking that if I told someone I can't meet with you in the last two weeks of December, that that meant I had to like meet with them on January 3rd. And I just crammed in way too much. And so this year, I'm giving myself permission to keep that first week of January really light. Like I will be back to work, but I'm not trying to cram in like every call that didn't fit in December onto January 3rd. (laughs) It's going to be a light week back. So I'm giving myself permission to do less and breathe more as I enter the new year. So where can you do that? Whether it's over the holidays, whether it's pre-holidays in the next couple of weeks, whether it's as you move into January, but really looking at where have you maybe created some hustle that you don't enjoy, or maybe just tasks that you don't enjoy, or habits or routines or traditions that are just maybe not working for you, that are maybe not full of meaning, that you just don't want to do anymore? And how can you let go of some of those things in order to have time and space to breathe, whatever that means to you, whatever that looks like to you? And then my fourth invitation for you is to reconsider what brings joy. Every year, this can look different. I can tell you like what brought joy over the holidays when Vinny was three looks a lot different now that he's 10. We're in a place now where we ski and we have, we co-own a cabin and this year we're going to be traveling to see my mom. And so there's all sorts of different things that look 
like joy from year to year. And that shifts a lot. And so if you're going to be home versus if you're going to be away, if you have people coming to stay with you, if you're going to be doing an active, you know, a ski trip or go snowshoeing one day or whatever your things are, just reconsidering what brings joy. I know I have a decent amount of friends who weren't able to travel over the course of the pandemic or and chose not to up until just this year. And so a lot of them are like, for us, joy is going to be going somewhere tropical over the holidays and getting in the sun and doing like the things that we couldn't do over spring break and summer vacation for the last few years. So reconsidering what brings joy based on where you're at right now with your life, with your kids in this kind of post-pandemic season that we're in, at the ages that your kids are at, all those things, reconsidering what brings joy and then also really reconsidering what brings joy to you in the season that you're in. Like what brings joy to me is sitting in pajamas and doing puzzles or going skiing. Those are both things that I would have not been able to say. They weren't even on my radar five years ago. Like I literally did zero of those things. I didn't do puzzles. I didn't go skiing. Like what would have brought me joy five years ago would have just been totally different. So reconsidering what brings joy based on what you're at, where you're at right now and what you need. I want you to also really think through what are the demands on you over the holidays? And I'm going to paint a picture of this because I think it will be helpful for you because you might not recognize all the demands. So I just mentioned that if I'm taking off the last two weeks of the month, then that means I'm doing a lot of hustle in the first two weeks of the month. So I'm recognizing like I'm going into this couple weeks that are going to be pretty intense. So that's, first of all, what I want to notice and own. On top of that, I'm trying to get ahead of deadlines and get extra things done so that like the podcast can go on without interruption and, and those kinds of things. On top of that, I'm the co-chair of the Parent Association at Vinnie's School. There are multiple school events. In fact, there are three in the next two weeks that are in the evening. So that's three evenings away from my family in the next two weeks because of that role and different things that I'm supporting. So recognizing like, okay, that's that thing on top of a lot of extra work. On top of that, there's family traditions, things like getting a tree and visiting Santa and those kinds of things. There's this neighborhood that we want to go to to look at Christmas lights with other families. And there's this new like little holiday market thing down the street that we want to go check out. So those are like evening and weekend things, right? Also, it's ski season. So we ski up at Mount Baker and the mountains open. So these are like all things that are on my radar. Also, it's basketball. Vinny's playing basketball now, which, oh my gosh, is amazing and adorable and hilarious and very intense for like, who knew fourth grade basketball could be as intense as it is. And it's really awesome. And I don't want to miss that. And so all these things add up to a really, really, really packed schedule. When I think about all that, and then I think about what are my roles, what are my responsibilities over this holiday? And I think through, okay, we're going to be going to visit my mom, which I'm super excited about. I love spending Christmas with my mom. And I've spent, I think, only like two Christmases away from her in my whole life. It's funny, when my husband and I were dating, we dated for five years. We never spent a Christmas together in those five years because we both were like, no, I spent Christmas with my mom. Like he was like, I'm going to see my mom. I was like, well, I'm going to see my mom. Like we were so devoted to spending the holidays with our moms that we did not spend a Christmas together until we got married, which is kind of hilarious given that we were together for so long. So we're going to see my mom, which is really fantastic. But let me just paint a picture for you around what this looks like and all good things. But let's be real. So what we're going to get Vinny for Christmas. That's my husband and I are figuring that out. I'm also figuring out what I'm going to get for my husband. I'm also figuring out what I'm going to get for my mom. I'm also figuring out what my husband's going to get for my mom. I'm also figuring out what my mom's going to get for my husband. I'm also figuring out what my mom's going to get for me because she's been so generous and like, hey, I want to give you this money. And then I want you to pick out something for Vinny and something for Vince and something for yourself and then wrap them and put them all under the tree. And so with all that, 
is me feeling like I am having to be this holiday, like puppeteer kind of in some ways of navigating like who's giving what gifts and what's going to be under the tree from each person. And I'm kind of the person that knows all the things like I'm the common denominator and a lot of this gift exchanging that we're doing. And I love Christmas morning, like love, 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 love. I want everyone to have all the things to open. I want everyone to have equal amounts of things to open. I want it to take a long time. Like I'm the person that will buy like a lot of little things so that we have more things to open so that we can make the gift giving take longer. I love it. And when I have to orchestrate the whole thing, it's a lot. And I know some of you listening can relate to having to be responsible for all those moving pieces and keep straight in your head like, okay, this person's giving that to this person and then like all the things. And it's hilarious. One year, a few years ago, because I'm always in charge of what my mom is going to give to my husband and what my husband's going to give to my mom. And I always buy the things for them, which I understand like I should make my husband go get his thing for my mom. It's just easier if I do it. <laughs> it's funny. It's like, these are the, the parts of feminism when I catch myself like, oh, I should make him do it. What am I doing? And then I'm like, I'll just do it. So like, we all have that in us, right? Like, I want to be this really progressive, hardcore feminist. And then I'm like, I'm still going to be this enabler at times. So that's just like <laughs> the truth behind every hardcore feminist, I think, is where we still have our blind spots. So anyway, a couple of years ago, I was like, okay, you know what I'm going to do? They're going to give each other the same book. <laughs> and often I have them give each other books that I go pick out. And so I had them both give each other this book of photography, which was a really incredible. So it's an incredible book by Pete Souza. I think I'm saying this right name, right? S-O-U-Z-A, who was the White House photographer during the Obama administration. And he just did incredible photography of the Obama family, of just the White House at that time. My mom is like a hardcore Obama fan, like in her 84 years of life. The only president that she's ever had photos of on our house is President Obama. My sister and I joked that we were like, she might love him more than us. Like She had like a photo of like Michelle and Barack on her refrigerator like that was like bigger than the pictures of her grandkids. So I gave her this book from my husband. I gave my husband the book from her because I knew that they both loved this photographer. They're both big fans of Obama. It's this really gorgeous book, like kind of a coffee table kind of a book. And I was like, this makes my job really easy. But that's the stuff that like we all do every holiday season, right? So on top of all the demands of just like work and holiday stuff and events, we're also orchestrating this really magical day if you're celebrating Christmas or multiple days if you're celebrating Hanukkah, or if you're celebrating another holiday in there that might look really similar, where you're kind of the like mastermind slash puppeteer behind the scenes, making sure that everyone's getting all the things. And it's so worth it in the end. If you're like me, it feels so worth it. Like I don't mind doing it, but it's a lot to hold space for. It's a lot of things to keep track of. And so when you're in that space, I want you to think about how does all that weigh on you? And then what's the result of that? The result is that you might need some extra time in recovery. You might need to reframe like, what does joy look like? So maybe that means that you're like, okay, this year I'm going to stay in my pajamas and order everything online. Or maybe you're going to be like, okay, I'm going to take a half a day off of work and go downtown and do some shopping and like have some eggnog and get myself a nice lunch. Like what can you do to create joy when you're in the middle of trying to navigate all this chaos? So I want to give you some strategies 
on the back end of this. I want you to think through what are four ways that you can create peace and ease over the holiday season? And what do you need out of the holidays to consider them a success? So I know for me, I need them to not feel totally frantic and chaotic on every single day. And going into this week, like it has been frantic and chaotic every single day this week, this last week of November, first week of December, as I'm recording this, like total chaos every day. Today alone, I had six things on my schedule and every single one of them has had some sort of like snafu, miscommunication, someone had to cancel, I had to cancel, I accidentally scheduled an orthodontist appointment at the same time I'm supposed to be driving basketball carpool, like it's kind of been a disaster of a week and I'm like, this is not sustainable. I'm like, I refuse to do the holidays at this pace. And so I want you to think about what do you need to consider the holidays a success. And then from there, you can start to make decisions. So strategies, how to get what you want out of the holidays, four things. The first is open conversations. So we talked a lot about this early on in our membership community inside the academy, like two or three years ago, maybe even longer. We talked about how to have conversations with loved ones about setting expectations. And so how can you go to the people who love you and say, hey, we love how much you love us and here's what we need out of this. So we know how much you love us, but we are unable to travel this year. We know how much you, or we love how much you love us, but we are not gonna go to four sets of grandparents' house this year. So the Sunday after Christmas, we're having an open house and you can all come to us anytime between 10 and two that day. We're gonna have cookies and donuts and hot chocolate and eggnog and you come see us. How can you have open conversations where you set a boundary And then you let other people decide what they're going to do with that boundary rather than internalizing other people's responses. You set the boundary and then you let other people make the decision. I know this came up during COVID with people when there was boundaries around like, we're not gathering indoors with people. And I remember one client in particular as an alternative saying like, hey, we're not going to have people gathering in our house over the holidays, but we're happy to meet you all at the park on Christmas Eve, and we're going to do donuts at the park. So that was obviously like during COVID, but there might be still reasons to do that. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. My neighbor, poor neighbor family, one of them had COVID, their toddler had RSV, the mom's pregnant, like all these things all at once. When you have all those things going on, sometimes it's okay to be like, hey, like we're not letting people in our house. (laughs) Like we, this germ factory that is having kids in school right now, like maybe we're just not having people in our house. So what are the boundaries that you want to set and having open conversations that start with, we love how much you love us. And we're so excited to spend as much time together as possible. Or we're so excited to see you in this capacity that works for us this year. So that's the first strategy is having those open conversations. The second strategy is to be clear. Clear is kind. Unclear is unkind. 
So we actually had to do this last year and it was really tricky. And I feel like one of the blessings of the pandemic maybe was it created space for me to get more comfortable setting clear boundaries with people without over explaining, making up half truths or telling white lies. It allowed for me to practice being more direct. So an example, I think it was actually two years ago, not last year. So two years ago, we were visiting my mom for Christmas and this was like peak pandemic. This would have been the Christmas of 2020. And we knew that it was risky to go see her, but we also knew that she had really not seen people for a number of months between March of 2020 and then December of 2020. And we knew that for her mental health, it really, really meant a lot for us to go see her. So Vinny was in school at that time. We were really lucky to be in school in a time when a lot of kids weren't. He was in school. He was masked. They had these plastic partitions around the kids. It was like really weird and also phenomenal because we got to be in school. But we pulled him out 10 days before we went to see my mom. And the boundary was like, hey, Vinny's going to be pulled out of school and he's not going to have any playdates during this time because we're going to see my mom and we're prioritizing quarantining before we go visit her. Luckily, we were in a situation where we could, we could drive to see her, so we didn't have to risk flying. And we, I remember saying no to a lot of playdates during that time, during those 10 days, and being like, yeah, we're not doing playdates right now because we're going to see my mom. And that felt really hard. And I just had to be really clear with people. And some people were cool with it, and other people were like, oh, that kind of seems a little extra. And I was like, this is just where we're at. And I think that's maybe when vaccines had just started to roll out. In fact, I think my mom maybe had gotten her first vaccine. I can't quite remember, but I just remember thinking like, oh, some people are going to think this is really extra. And I just had to be really clear. And being clear is kind. And so what I learned is that when I was clear, I was able to care a little bit less about what people's reaction was. When I was unclear, I felt like I had to kind of walk this like gray area and like toggle back and forth and hold space for like other people's feelings. And when I was really clear about things to say like, thank you for this, we can't do that, maybe next time or whatever, or after the new year, whatever the thing was, it just felt really clean to me. And I was able to recognize like, okay, if someone else doesn't like it, if they're offended, if they're off put, like that's about them. But this is just what we need right now. And I was able to be really objective about it. So clear is kind, unclear is unkind. And when you when things are unclear, it leaves a lot of room for people who don't respect boundaries to push you and for you to have to stay in an uncomfortable conversation where you have to over explain yourself and maybe even compromise on your values. So that clarity is really important. Third piece here. So third strategy to get what you want is to give yourself permission to be creative. How can you be creative in getting what you want? So I'm going in the middle of all this chaos, I'm actually going on a three-day work retreat for me to plan for 2023. I'm being really creative. I found like these three days on my calendar in the first two weeks of December where I can get away. It means I'm doing a lot of things on both ends of it to kind of accommodate for it. But what it's doing is it's allowing me to have a really dedicated and like a defined place for me to think through and work through what do I want my business to look like in 2023. I've definitely in the last few years tried to over the holidays navigate like planning for the next year while I'm in the middle of holiday chaos and it is really really hard for me and then I hit the ground running in a new year feeling way behind and I hate that feeling. So I'm doing this three-day little mini retreat by myself going away for three days, 
and got a cheap hotel room and I'm going to go just go chill and map out my 2023, which I'm really, really looking forward to. It feels indulgent, but it also feels necessary. It feels like the only way for me to get what I need out of this season while still doing all the things and creating all the joy and magic for everyone else. So you can see how like holding space for two things, right? I'm holding space for navigating, like (laughs) masterminding this Christmas morning gift experience and being in all my roles for the parent association and navigating all of the extracurriculars and holiday stuff that's going on and making sure that I have time to do what I need to do so that I'm well positioned for 2023. So giving yourself to be permission to be creative, whether it's creative in how you want to navigate the season, or maybe it's just being creative in terms of how you want to make, not boundaries, but make space for new things, make space to dump things, make space for enjoying things in a different way. Maybe it's making space for gifting in a different way. I will tell you, my sister-in-law over Thanksgiving, I randomly on our last night together over Thanksgiving, so we were together with our some of my husband's family for five days, which was so fun. I randomly pulled out this box of little essential oil bottles and started making these like little essential oil bottle droppers of face serum. And my sister-in-law was like, so is this like a new business? Like what's happening here? (laughs) And I was like, no, I just want to do this. It's really fun for me. I've never done this before. A friend of mine made this face serum with some essential oils a number of years ago. And I, she gifted it to me and I loved it. And so I finally asked her for the recipe and I'm like, I'm just going to make 12 of these little bottles. Super easy. I'm going to make 12 of these little bottles and just gift them to people, random people for the holidays. My husband is a graphic designer. So I was like, hey, will you make me some stickers. And so he made me stickers. So I literally have like my new face serum that's called Shameless Glow Serum. And I created 12 bottles of it. And this is just permission to be creative, permission to do something fun. I'm going to gift it to people that I don't even normally exchange gifts with, but just something fun that's a little outside of the box. So I'm not saying you need to take on anything new. I'm not saying that you need to like do new crafts, but like just letting yourself have permission to do something that's fun and different and maybe even a little silly can be really, really life-giving. So my sister-in-law is like, so it's not part of your business? I was like, no, not part of my business. I'm never going to sell anyone face serum or oils or like any of that. This is just clearly fun for me. So I don't know, maybe someday I'll do like a giveaway where I just give it away here within the podcast. But yeah, just a fun thing. So permission to be creative around how you want to give gifts. We're actually gifting a lot of experiences this year to Vinny for the first time. So that's one of the things we're doing to be creative instead of a lot of junk and him kind of having moved away from like toys, we are gifting experiences. So we're there's some cool things coming up with that, which I'm really, really excited about, which creates the space for some really fun family experiences. And one of the conversations that I had with my husband was like, okay, if we know we want to do some of these things and put them on our calendar for 2023, and these are some of them are like kind of bigger ticket items. I'm like, why don't we just make them Christmas gifts? Like he's old enough for that concept to kind of start taking shape a bit where we're going to gift experiences. It's not just, you don't just like get all these fabulous things. They're Christmas presents. <laughs> and so we're really looking forward to that. And that's been a kind of a new way for us to be creative this holiday season. And then fourth strategy for you to get what you want out of the holidays 
is create a holiday bucket list. So if you have been a longtime listener of the show, I've talked about this from year to year, but creating a holiday bucket list is super fun. Doing one for yourself where you're like, here's the five things I'm going to do just for me this holiday season. I'm going to go shopping and take myself to lunch. I'm going to like have a PJ day and make crafts for gifts or make Christmas cookies. I'm going to do a girl's holiday exchange, like whatever the things are. And then a holiday bucket list for family traditions. And we've had so much fun doing this over the years. Everything from visiting Santa to getting our tree to visiting certain lights in certain neighborhoods to watching Elf to doing the polar bear plunge, which is where we jump into Puget Sound on New Year's Day, like all these different things. We just put them on a list and cross them off as we do them, which is really, really fun. And it makes it really clear, here's what we want to do this season. Here's what we want to make sure that we make space for, which can be really helpful when we're looking at a calendar and making sure that we get everything in. So Those are my four strategies for you to create peace and ease over the holidays. I hope this was helpful. If you are feeling stressed this holiday season, listen to this more than once if you need to. Again, this was an invitation for you to prioritize joy over other people's expectations, to do things a little differently, to do less and breathe more, and to reconsider what brings you joy. So with all that, happy, happy holidays. And make sure to come back on Wednesday. I'm interviewing Yoki Matsuoku, and she's a fabulous, fabulous tech founder. And you are going to love our conversation. So come back on Monday or on Wednesday for that fabulous combo. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be Shameless Mom of the Week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. 
You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.